It's Sound DeFi, the podcast delivering key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data. More of our coverage of Invenium Miami Data 3.0 for Web 3.0. Next up, a conversation with Robert Skinner, the Executive Managing Director and the U.S. Lead for Valuation and Advisory for Cushman and Wakefield. And Sam Grossman, Managing Director of Real Estate Services for Invenium. Fresh off the panel on how does valuation unlock the digital trading of private market assets? Let's start with the takeaways. Rob? I think a couple of things, right? We focus on efficiency. We focus on time. I definitely touched on recruiting. One of the areas, the takeaway, is using this technology and using kind of web 3.0 to get a younger generation excited to enter what most would consider an older demographic industry that I'm in charge of. So the opportunity to leverage the technology to help with the recruiting, I think is one of the more exciting takeaways. Um, And everyone, I think the other word is efficiency, right? The most important thing to people, I think, Sam, you kind of split it between 75% data gathering, 25% analysis. What if we could flip that, right? If I can spend 75% of my time on that most important piece, which is the analysis to come up with a value that is accepted by the market versus rooting through a pile of PDFs. I'm excited about that. Makes sense. Top takeaway, Sam? Top takeaway. Efficiency, uh, you know, obviously, but, you know, real data, getting from point A to point B uh, in the most efficient way possible allows you to make better decisions, allows you to be more effective moving forward. Real data gives you real value, and, and real value opens up the markets for liquidity, and that's what it's all about. You mentioned that your yes, no is still going to take someone on Rob's team that's, uh, you know, got the capacity to do that, but you're going to get to the yes, no question sooner and with less touches, it sounds like, right? I don't think it's just sooner. I think when you're faced with the decision, you're going to have better data that you can access and get as granular as you want, which allows you to make a better decision more efficiently, more effectively, which just makes a more effective marketplace filled with transparency and trust. That's a good thing in the end. What are the barriers, you know, uh, to doing this? You, You talked about using the technology as a way to recruit. You're talking about you know, the 75-25 flip, what's standing in the way for you, Rob? To me, it goes back to my last comment, is the adoption piece of it. If I have 450 appraisers, I would say 300 of them are 50 years older or plus. So the big hurdle for us is going to get an older, less tech-savvy generation comfortable with the tools that Sam and Invenium is giving us to do our job. But once we do that, it unlocks a wealth of experience that our people, once I can show them, they can do their main job, which is valuation, on a much more efficient um, way. It allows me to, I think, get my population excited about this, right? And at the end of the day, they can probably make more money. So that, yeah, that's the biggest hurdle. You mentioned a story to me when we were chatting a little bit about sending a a note out to your team and uh, just asking a little bit about how could we use the metaverse to do what you're doing more efficiently. Talk talk about your response rate there. Yeah, so I'd sent out an email maybe to the entire population about three months ago 
And I, you know, I, I'm still wrapping my head around the metaverse, but my question to the team was, what is the metaverse and how does Cushman and Wakefield make money in the metaverse? Uh, I got nearly 10 responses. I would say nine out of the 10 responses were from people that were 30 years of age or younger. This actually excited my population. I didn't get a lot of responses from a seasoned appraiser, shall we say. So I think that illustrates right there, the younger generation to get them into our business is difficult. But if I start talking to them about the metaverse and tokenization and crypto, they get it, right? And that is, I think, the population that I'm going to use to help flow this through my entire organization, right? I'm going to use them as change agents. Sam, what Rob's talking about, is that common? You think that's a, a, a strength for the ecosystem of Invenium? Sure. I think any time that you can speak to the younger generation is a good thing. I think that, you know, the biggest obstacle is, is the challenge of change. Change is hard. Uber fought very hard against the taxi unions all over the country to prove to the world that they needed to accept a more efficient way of getting from point A to point B. We're doing the same thing, although we're not really fighting, you know, the unions of, of taxi cab medallion holders. We're fighting the, the behemoths of the industry. We're fighting the regulations that the government is having a tough time accepting that this is more efficient. This is creating a better marketplace. This is solving the inefficiencies. The proof's in the pudding. The platform really does sell itself. I know that I'd like to pat myself on the back, but the fact of the matter is, Pat O'Meara came up with a great concept. The staff at Invenium built a great product, and the end result is what we all want. It's just getting everyone to accept that this change, it's okay that technology can make things better and make your job easier and allow you to make better decisions. Change is okay. And that's, I think, the biggest obstacle for us right now is that top-down acceptance. But I just say, you know, call me up and let me give you a demo. And I think that we'll be able to solve those inefficiencies. You know, what is the thing they fear most? What's the holdback here? <laughs> you know, it's always been done this way. You know, it's, it's one of the, my least favorite statements. It's, it's the statement that infuriates me the most. No matter what situation you're talking about, whether you're talking about business or life, it's always been this way is a cop-out. It's always been this way is how you don't grow, how you don't innovate. Without technology and without innovation, we're not going to go anywhere. And the fact of the matter is everyone else is going somewhere. Every other country, every other industry across this world is trying to push the envelope. So why aren't we? And innovation creates a lot of good things. So I'm all for it. Want to add to that, Rob? Yeah, I would add to that because to Sam's point, my team now knows the worst thing you can ever say to me is, well, that's how I've always done it. I, I don't want to hear it. We are going in this direction. I want you on my boat. We are rowing the boat down there. I want everyone on the boat. But if you don't want to be on the boat because that's how you've always done it, you should probably hop off the boat. The thing with technology nowadays, it evolves so quickly. Right, 20 years ago, there'd be a new technology. It could be years to be adopted. This stuff is, I didn't know what blockchain or Invenium was six months ago. And I was spoken at an Invenium conference twice. It is moving so quickly, you have to be willing 
to accept change and adapt, which is, I guess, another concern, right? To your earlier question, what's a concern? We have to go where technology is taking us. So the people that are saying we've always done it that way does not include Cushman and Wakefield. What got your attention from Invenium to lean into this and to move as quickly as you have? Well, I mean, how do you say no to Pat, first off, right? Great salesman. I think we saw, you know, I think on an earlier panel, we looked at some prop tech in 2015, 2016. We have some pretty forward thinkers, which I think is unique for a commercial real estate firm who knew we need to take technology, leverage it, and move it forward. So Cushman was very fortunate to have a few really forward thinkers, you know, five, six, seven years ago when it probably wasn't the cool thing to do. What are you hearing, Sam, from others in um, Rob's space just about the Invenium platform. What does, uh, you know, your clients always sell you best, right? Because uh, they've heard the pitch, they've got it, they're leaning into it, and they're, they can present some case scenarios. What, what kind of feedback are you getting? Well, you know, let's not forget, I was a client of Invenium before I was an employee of Invenium. A year ago, I had no idea what blockchain was, and I definitely hadn't heard from Invenium. I actually told Pat O'Meara that he didn't have a valuable product the first time he showed it to me. Boy, was I wrong, and he'll never let me forget that. Uh, no, I, I think that what we're hearing from Cushman, JLL, Hulhan Loki, the valuation providers of the industry, they get it. They're on board. It's the rest, right? So, yes, they see the immediate value. I think it's more the old school owner operators that still are working with Excel spreadsheets. Some of the largest REITs we've seen are still manually uploading spreadsheets and PDFs because they want to give the answer, this is the way it's always been done. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, I would, I push back on that because I say, if you don't see what it could be, you know, you only, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it uh, or until you know it. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, it, it, the product sells itself. You know, there's only so many Sam Grossman's out there to, and Pat O'Meara's and Kerry Rudy's to get in front of these people. But that's why we're having this conference, right? It, it's a room full of strategic partnerships, clients that all believe in what Invenium is. And half this room didn't know what Invenium was when they walked in the room yesterday. You can't say that now. You can, and Rob, you, you mentioned how quickly that's happened, uh, you know, even your relationship with Invenium and now part of these conferences twice. You get to the end of the race, what is different? Is there way more investors in the commercial real estate space? Is there, uh, you know, that many more transactions? What What is the prize? I think the prize is transactional, right? Real estate is historically an illiquid market. Right? You take a property to market, it's 60 days to market it, it's 45 days due diligence, it's 30 days to close. That's not a liquid market. The tools allow greater transparency, more frequent values create liquidity in the market. This market, particularly commercial real estate, is illiquid with frequent price discovery. And then we haven't even really touched on fractionalizing assets and tokenizing assets. And the idea that my parents could buy $500 of this hotel is earth shattering, right? That's where we're going. I mean, that's what the Invenium platform is facilitating. Is it too simple to say that is going to increase values because you're going to have a bigger pool of, of buyers seeing that value? Sure. 
There's so much capital chasing so few assets, right? If they, if you fractionalize more assets, it creates a bigger market. The other issue is I think a lot of assets that are being held on people's books are undervalued because there is not frequent price discovery. So by providing more frequent yet still credible valuations, I think you can unlock a lot of value that is just been sitting on people's books, which th that in and of itself will increase value. Final question for each of you, just on the timeline. We talked about the race and the prize at the end. How long does it take? How, I mean, you're talking about lightning speed already. When is this commonplace? That's a good question. I am still just an appraiser. But going back to my earlier point, six months ago, I had no idea what this is, and here I am. So the world, I think we all know, has been shrunk, and the speed of change is faster than we've ever seen it. I would think by the end of the year, this is becoming much more common. How about you, Sam? You said the product sells itself, right? The platform sells itself. So how fast does it happen? It depends how big our sales team is. I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, we've gotten the buy-in from major players, major market makers, market movers. It's a matter of time. I have no idea. Is it six months? Is it three years? I'd say it's probably more than six months, but definitely less than three years. But what I would say on, on your earlier question, uh, just to recap, uh, if tokenization increases value from a speculative basis, it'll be a bad thing. We have to remember, just because we're cutting up the ownership or, or uh, tokenizing the ownership of an asset, the asset is still tied to the value. This is not cryptocurrency. This is a token that is backed by a real asset with real data and a real value. So it's not a speculative market. You're not paying a premium because it's tokenized. I think it's a very important concept for people to understand. We don't want what's happened in, in the cryptocurrency markets to happen to the real estate market. Just because we're using a similar back-end technology in blockchain does not mean that it needs to function in the same way in the marketplace. Real estate's still real estate. Yes, we can definitely uncover undervalued assets, and if value creation is done that way, if value is created because of better data, better efficiency, that's great. That's achieving what Invenium wants to achieve. That's achieving what the marketplace wants to see. It's important to realize that that is what creates value. Assets still create the value. Thank you, Sam. Want to add anything to that, Rob? I do, I'll add one thing, because you're right about that, right? When people hear tokenized tokens, tokenization, they think Bitcoin. Highly speculative. What is it backed by? I'm not even sure. <laughs> a real estate token is still backed by a hard asset that I can send my team out to value. So that gets rid of some of the speculation because the value of the building is the value of the building. So it goes back to some education. Not all tokens are speculative tokens, right? A security token that is backed by a hard asset is much different than a Bitcoin token. Gentlemen, thank you. Thanks, Rob. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. Appreciate it. Backstage at Invenium Miami, Data 3.0, Web 3.0. This is Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data. Thanks for listening.